This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. I'm Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Join me every second Tuesday at 10.30 as we explore all things to know about yoga. My passion is to open the doors of this powerful practice to the community and to share that passion with you. The Dunedin Yoga Lady, fortnightly on Tuesdays at 10.30 on ORFM and podcasts from oar.org.nz. Good morning and welcome to the Dunedin Yoga Lady show. You're listening to Kate, Kate Bendel. I'm the host of the show, which has been born out of my love of yoga and my desire to spread the love of yoga and perhaps demystify yoga a little bit and also include a wider audience into people who might consider trying yoga or going back to yoga if you've done it before and it's fallen away. So before we get started into this show itself, today we're going to talk about spring and the transition from winter to spring and what yoga and Ayurveda would encourage us, some some tweaks we can make to our lifestyle and our food and our habits to make that transition easier. But before we get into that, I just want to do a brief chant to um, in honor of the lineage where I have received all my teachings from. So nothing I say in this show really have I made up. Um, I'm not taking the credit for the information that I share with you. It's information that has been passed on to me and I'm merely a recipient and passing it on. So we'll just do this prayer to Krishnamacharya. Shri Krishna Vagi Shayati Shvarapyam Samprapta Jakrankana Pashasaram Shri Nut Narangendrayatau Samapitatspam Shri Krishna Maryam Guru Varya Mithe Virothe Katike Mase Shatatarakritudayam Yoga Charyam Krishna Maryam Guru Vadhyamaham Paje Shri Guru Pyo Namaha Hadihi Om. So let's talk about spring and what's happening to the body and the mind and and the world around us and the world inside us at springtime. So often spring is a favourite season for people. And when we think of spring, it's usually, well, often it's flowers, it's sunshine. And yet, however, if we actually think about spring, 
those are aspects of spring for sure as as we move out of the depths of winter and we head towards summer yes spring is this transitional season of moving there's more light coming and there's more warmth coming but spring is also actually rather cold and wet just last week here in Dunedin it was snowing which is often the case in September. I remember my times when I was part of the Steiner community and they celebrate the solstices. You know, we always had a a beautiful spring celebration, which was about the children dancing around the maypole. And they all had flower crowns and they all, especially the, the younger ones, they used to pull out these beautiful, their long, like their best floral flowery dresses, which were summer light cotton dresses and usually on the day of the festival it was like three or four degrees it was always freezing cold so from a ayurvedic perspective so ayurveda if you're not familiar with that term it's the sister science of yoga there's a great crossover a lot of the philosophy and the understanding of the the human system and the natural world it's a shared understanding and a lot of I've mentioned before yoga includes yes the asana and all those practices we talk of but it also includes these two things called vihara and ahara so ahara is food and vihara is lifestyle so when we dive into yoga we do look at how our lifestyle and what we're eating. And the challenging but exciting thing about it is yoga and Ayurveda don't come up with one system or one set of practices to be done continuously throughout your life for the rest of your life. One of the things yoga is really, really clear about is that things change. And so your practices need to change. I've talked about it in other shows, how they change over your lifestyle, you know, your lifespan from when you're a child to when you're an 80 or 90 year old, your needs are very different. And it also is the same within a year. What's going on in the seasons is extremely different. And if we look to nature, it's blatantly obvious when we look outside at the moment There's so much going on in terms of the earth waking up, of blossoms coming, of insects coming out, of more light and more warmth. We see all these things, yet sometimes it's not so obvious for what we need to do to stay in harmony and balance with what's going on in nature. Animals seem to know how to do it. Like my dog is just shedding hair all over my house at the moment. It just is just happening naturally. Whereas for us, I think maybe it's we've lost it slightly. Um, perhaps when we lived more in a natural way with a sort of more direct experience of nature, maybe it just happened anyway. But luckily for us, yoga and Ayurveda have some really good simple suggestions on what to do to stay in balance. So I'm going to cover some of them today. Some of them might be brand new things for you and some of them may be familiar. So the first thing too is kind of acknowledge that we're making a shift 
from one season to another. And very broadly speaking, what we're talking about is coming out of hibernation. So there's this shift from stillness and a more introverted aspect of winter. Generally speaking, we're not so out there, we're not so busy, um, and we've kind of quietened down and often physically become stiller um, as it's dark. So we're moving from that into movement. It's like we're waking up. You think of a bear coming out of hibernation, and, and that's what we're doing. We're waking up. And on a, on a more physical level, we're moving from over winter, we're meant to build and store fat. That's where we get all our reserves. And in spring, we start meant to start moving and burning those off. And so what this really is suggesting is that it's a natural time in the year for a cleanse. There's like this cleansing happening because when we store fat, when we stop and don't move and we kind of hunker down, toxins can tend to accumulate and it's like if you think of a block of ice that's kind of got things stored in it it's when it melts that often those things are rising and that's what happens with us that's why so many people will get seasonal allergies will start firing up in spring and so many people myself included at the moment I don't know if you can hear it in my voice there will be mucusy issues. There's, there's, as we're kind of trying to detoxify ourselves, unless we get the right support, we can end up getting cold and sick. So very broadly speaking, in yoga and Ayurveda, each season is associated with elements, out of the five, five elements of ether, air, fire, earth and water. And the two elements that spring are associated with are earth and water. So you can tell, I mean, that's very different than a season that might have fire and air in it. So earth and water um, are both kind of, there's a heaviness and a slowness associated with spring from a yoga point of view. So that's why a lot of the practices that are recommended, they are about this idea of we want to counterbalance that tendency. Like a fundamental principle of yoga and Ayurveda is that like increases like. So if there's something cold, say like in springtime, when it's still cold, if you're doing adding cold things into your system or your life, you're going to exaggerate and get out of balance that idea of cold. So in a really simple way, say like you're someone who has smoothies, cold smoothies. Ayurveda would say that is not a helpful practice for you in spring, that in fact you need to be having warm things. They'd say knock yourself out in summertime when it's hot, the season is hot, that's the time for smoothies. But spring, not so much. Well, not at all, actually, is what Ayurveda would say. And so we, we can look at different different ways to, to, count, to kind of counterbalance these elements. And we do this by, by looking to the opposites. So if we look at um, lifestyle, so there's this heaviness and this coldness, what spring is asking us to do is move 
to actually start some movement with the body more than you have been doing in winter and it's kind of easy in some ways the days are longer um, it's there is this natural perhaps inclination anyway to do some more movement so so Ayurveda would say definitely look at ways that you can add some movement back into into your day in a kind of a regular way and it doesn't matter what it is it's just this feeling that there's more movement happening and it also if you were looking at trying to stay into balance it is the time of the year to start perhaps getting up earlier so that you're getting up early and you're meeting the sun that you actually start the day by having a look at the sun. And this is adding warmth to, to your system. If you look at food, Ayurveda talks a lot about food. It's um, yeah, in great detail. And it's one of the primary ways of influencing your own well-being is by taking care of your diet. And it's not a mono diet that goes for 12 months of the year. It changes, but not so drastically. And it's I'm going to simplify it for you so that you might actually think, oh, well, actually, I can do that. It's not that complicated. So what, broadly speaking, if you look at your food in spring, it's all about bitter and it's all about greens, which if we just look outside in your garden, if you've got a veggie garden, it's all laid on. We're just going with what is happening. All these bitter greens are coming up in the garden. So just eat them, basically, is what Ayurveda would say. It would say increase the amount of greens in your diet, and you'd do that all through spring. And traditional Ayurveda would say cook them. Yeah, so... Traditionally, you, you're not going for cold green smoothies. You're actually just doing the old-fashioned cook your greens and eat them warm and even add spices to them um, or vinegar because adding a bit of sour can be a really good thing in this season as well. So if you've never tried it before, it can it's a really nice thing to do with your greens, like cook up a big pot of kale or chard or even broccoli, I guess, would work. And once it's finished cooking, whether you've steamed or boiled it, just add a splash or two of balsamic vinegar or something. And it's, personally, I love it. Um, and if you add a little bit of pepper to that dish, you've got a dish that is really seasonally appropriate. It's really cleansing and it's also warming and stimulating to the system. So while you're doing that, Ayurveda would say it's a time to really dial down anything that creates kind of heaviness in the system. So really, really reduce your dairy intake. If you take dairy, avoid or really lower your oil intake. And if you're still a meat eater, just to go really as lightly as you could possibly go on that. So in terms of food, and the other easiest way, I think, to make seasonal adjustments is to also add spices. So for springtime, you're looking at spices that you want to bring warmth and heat. And you can do spices into your food, and that's obviously, I mean, go easy on chilli, especially if you've got a slightly fiery um, constitution anyway. 
but but you're looking at things like ginger and you can use chili and pepper and maybe on depending on the style of cooking you prefer you probably know which ones in your cooking kind of genre are heating ones so lay into those a wee bit and another really simple thing to do is to start making yourself tea like you can use herbal tea kind of on a daily basis but particularly in spring it's the best time to do it in terms of supporting your body's desire to kind of cleanse and lighten up and when you make herbal teas they can usually fall into the range of the either stimulating relaxing or rejuvenating so you want to lean into the stimulating teas during spring and really you can go freestyle i'm just going to name some herbs and no spices and herbs that could be combined and you just kind of i just throw it all in a pot all or some and simmer it for about 10 minutes and often i'll just fill a thermos and have the thermos sitting on my bench top so by the end of the day i've had a whole flask full of herbal tea which has been cheap as chips but also more than that it's like i've made it myself like i'm learning how to take care of my own system i'm not needing to go to a specialist or a doctor or pay someone to tell me what to do and I think that's one of the reasons why Ayurveda and yoga are so empowering. It's like these are simple things, but if you do them, you're going to keep yourself well. So some of the things that you could use in various combinations is obvious is ginger. You can use dried ginger. It's a lot stronger. Or you can use fresh ginger, whatever you prefer. Black peppercorn. Or so you can, if you're making tea, you can throw in black peppercorns. Cinnamon is a really, really good spice to start using around now if you haven't been using it over winter. Lemon, of course, and cardamom and clove. They're the main ones that spring to mind. Um, yeah, so I'd really encourage anyone to give that a go. And when we're looking at through the lens of yoga and Ayurveda, it's like we're learning to make little tweaks here and there to stay in balance. Like if you're seriously ill and have got yourself way out of whack, no, a cup of herb tea here and there is probably not going to make any difference. But what I'm talking about here is this ongoing ability to adjust yourself and your system in relation to what's going on with the natural rhythms and cycles of life. So one of the other things Ayurveda and yoga would suggest in spring, it's kind of about rebirth or new growth, isn't it? I mean, things are literally, the seeds that have been dormant in the earth are now blossoming. So a nice way to kind of do this in your own life is to try something new most of us we get so stuck we just do the same things over and over again so consciously to try something new and in Ayurveda there's all sorts of little routines and body care practices that you could try just for a week or two weeks 
and see if you if they're effective for you. So I'm going to talk about a couple. They're so simple and they're free, and you could try them to see how they make you feel. So the first one is tongue scraping. You may have heard of this. You can buy a tongue scraper from the local Indian store. They're like the $5. Or you can just use the black back of a, a blunt bread and butter knife. I mean, obviously, a tongue scraper is better, but if you don't have one, just use the back of a butter knife. And what you do is the first thing you do in the morning. Like when you wake up in the morning, there's usually some degree of coating on your tongue, depending how on how well or how sick you are, will depend how thick that coating is. In Ayurveda, you would never swallow that. That's like it's a buildup of toxins that's built up in your body overnight and your body's getting rid of it. Do not swallow it. You get your tongue scraper or the back of your knife and you scrape that off and you flush it down the sink. Once you've done that for a little while, like the thought of swallowing that is like, so that's one idea. You could try that. It's a really good cleansing practice. Or another thing you might want to try is this idea of only drinking warm drinks. It's a really fundamental part of Ayurveda is that you don't drink cold water, especially not chilled water out of a fridge, that you have this inner fire, your agni, the seat of your digestion, and it's you don't want to go pouring cold water onto it. Like it puts your, it lowers your agni, it weakens your agni, which is the foundation of your health. Some people are super attached to their cold water or their cold juice and are not going to want to try that. But if you're like, mm, we'll just see what that's like. Maybe you can combine it with just having herb tea all the time. Or if you're going to have water, just have warm water. Just try it. See if it makes any difference to how you feel. Or one other one, a simple one that you could try that is super helpful as well is this idea of dry brushing. You may have heard of that. You just get a little brush from a chemist or something. Um, and if you don't want to do that and just want to try it, you can actually just use a rough flannel. And you're literally every day is the idea is you're stimulating your entire skin surface. So you go over your whole body. If you're using a brush, you do little circles. If you're using a flannel, you just kind of rough it around a bit with this idea, again, that toxins accumulate on your skin and you're just stimulating your skin to rid yourself of those toxins. So none of those are complicated and none of them cost any money, but they are all related to this idea that you could make a difference to your own health and well-being and you can support your body at the moment to do with what it's actually naturally trying to do, which is kind of shake off the heaviness and the toxins of winter so as it heads towards the light and the warmth of summer. So I hope some of that is perhaps caught your attention or feels accessible. Um, and if you're someone who's doing a yoga practice, probably your teacher in your class is changing your practice slightly. Like we don't usually do the same practice in winter that we would in spring. You'll be adding some heat and some more movement, kind of stepping up the intensity of the practice probably. So if you're practicing at home with no teacher, I would encourage you to, to do that, that now is the time to do more standing poses, maybe bring in some twists 
and some of the um, cleansing breaths like Bhastrika. You could do that if you're practicing at home. So hopefully that's enough for you to kind of feel like you know what you're doing with spring um, from a, a yoga point of view. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to Kate, Kate Bindle. Um, and thank you to those who are sending in suggestions for what we want to talk about. It helps me know where to go with the show. And next week we might look into this a little further with a few more specific practices. So thank you and catch up in a couple of weeks' time. I'm Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Join me every second Tuesday at 10.30 as we explore all things to know about yoga. My passion is to open the doors of this powerful practice to the community and to share that passion with you. The Dunedin Yoga Lady, fortnightly on Tuesdays at 10.30 on ORFM and podcast from oar.org.nz. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.